This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Well, make it so, number one. What? These aren't the droids we're looking for. In an insane world, it was the same as Joyce. Silencio Bruno. And my axe. Hey, fellas. Either one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Geeks out on Joy 94.9. You're going to need a bigger boat. Asexuality is often misunderstood, even among the sex and gender diverse community, prompting our next guest, with the help of Onipress, to put together a quick and easy guide to asexuality, an info comic for all who want to better understand. Molly Muldoon, thank you for joining us on Geeks Out. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Now, the book covers the subject in a lot more detail, but for those who are hearing about it for the first time or have maybe heard about it in passing, what is asexuality? So asexuality is a sexual identity that um, is, I first want to make sure everyone knows it's a spectrum, so it's not all or nothing. But it's genuinely having little to no um, sexual attraction to people. Uh, some people never, ever, ever feel that. Some people kind of sometimes feel it, but not a ton. Um, but everyone who's much lower on that scale can kind of identify as asexual. Um, and the other kind of thing that goes along with that is it's it's about sexual attraction. So it's not about um, there's another uh, label, not label. There's another sexuality called um, aromanticism. Mm-hmm. where you don't feel romantic feelings necessarily for people. So asexual people can still um, fall in love and still have feelings for people. And asexual people also um, can act on those feelings because it's attraction. It's not action. So you can, you can have sex and be asexual at the same time. It is not a zero sum game. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a, it's like ice cream flavors. There's gray ace, there's sex repulsed ace. There's the kind that doesn't feel attraction, but will, you know, still potentially have sex with a, with a partner if, you know, the mood is right. I'm learning all of these great things, um, from the book, especially one that I really loved was I was surprised to learn that I, as a sexual person, am allosexual. Yeah. So that's um, a term a lot of people in the ace, we call each other aces, which is adorable. I know. <laughs> um, a lot of ace people, it's kind of the thing of where if you have a word, you also have the opposite of that. So the hmm. a- opposite of an asexual, if you're not asexual, you're allosexual, which just pretty much just means that you feel sexual attraction. Hmm. Um, so you can be gay, straight, uh, lesbian, bi, but you're still allosexual, same way that you could be gay, straight, lesbian, bi, whatever, pan, um, asexual. It's, yeah. It does seem like such an important term, you know, that, um, that's been coined because, for example, non-autistic people are known as allistic. Um, cisgender was coined purely to identify people who aren't transgender. Straight was coined to identify people who aren't same-sex attracted, um, purely to, to remove the language away from this identity and ideas of normal. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's really, really great. But back on language for a second, the abbreviation for asexuality is ACE, and the abbreviation... Uh, yeah. 
and the abbreviation for aromantic is arrow. Yes. So my question is, why do arrow ace people get such a damn cool name? I know, right? <laughs> it's so good. Um, part of like, I'm not aromantic, but there is a part of me that's like, oh, but I really want to claim that just because that name is so good. <laughs> it feels like everyone's like, like in the, in the forest, like they're all cool hunters. Yeah. <sighs> oh I my God. A cool hunter. It's like you're a superhero, kind of like Hawkeye or Green Arrow or something. Exactly. Exactly. Or, or actually it kind of fits because like Diana, goddess of the hunt. Oh yeah, totally. There we go. There we go. Maybe that's why they get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that, that would be a cool origin story. <laughs> now the, a quick and easy guide to asexuality. You produced this together with Will Hernandez, who did the mm-hmm. art on the book. How did you and Will come together? Uh, it was actually really cool. I I bring up the story all the time when I'm talking to people about how to get into comics because Will just put a bunch of their stuff online um, and actually did an inter- uh, interview with a website, which I think is currently on hiatus, but it was called Asexual Artists. And so when I had pitched the book but didn't have an artist attached, I found that website. I used the tags. I clicked comics and I saw Will's art and I was like, this is super cool. And I also really enjoyed that Will and I would have such different perspectives. Um, and so I emailed my editor at the time and said, Hey, look at this person's art. It seems really cool. What do you think? And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. And she emailed Will and within, I think, and I, and within like five minutes, Will had followed me on all social media. And I'm like, I think Will's into this. <laughs> and that's how I met Will. And Will's great. Um, that is a bit of a sign. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, someone's excited. <laughs> and I was excited. It was, I was like, Oh, this looks good. Oh, it's, it's a lovely little, um, it's a lovely book. It's less than a hundred pages. I think 75 last I checked. 70. Yeah. 75 or 76. I think something like that. Something like that. How. You know, it, it was published through Oni Press, who does a lot of really cool comics. They do Rick and Morty and Agretzico, but they also have this whole slew of fun little queer comics. How keen were they to get aboard this book? Uh, Oni is great. I've worked with them before. They're a, they're local to me. They're based in Portland, and I'm also um, from Portland originally. And so I had met them um, through a friend of a friend. I met someone who worked there, and then completely randomly and separately, I kind of fell into writing a different book for them (laughs) Um, in that I helped a friend pitch it. And then he asked me if I wanted to write it with him. And I said, okay. And then all of a sudden I was writing a book. Um, But because I had a relationship with them, I, um, I had actually read, um, uh, Oh, what's it called? It's so good. Um, the, 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 my my lesbian experience with loneliness is that what it's called yes uh i know i've heard so many people rant and rave about that it's so good and i and i just read it and i was like what if i did this for ace people and i was so excited (laughs) and so i um emailed my editor on my previous book and said what do you think um and she wrote back love the idea uh why don't you send this to the person that was in charge of the quick and easy series at that time and you know, and they said, you know, we love it, but we are doing this series of books, which are the quick and easy guides. And at that time, I think only um, they, them pronouns had come out and they said, would you want to retool it as a quick and easy guide? And I was like, sure. Um, and they were great. They gave me a lot of leeway. They basically just said, don't make it over. I think it wasn't supposed to be over 70 pages because mm. um, they, they add back matter and stuff, but um, it could all because they want to keep the price point down so that people can more easily purchase it 
or that people could give them out more easily or um, like doctor's offices could have them is the idea of the low price point for all these quick and easy guides. Um, and yeah, it, it went great. Uh, and I'm very excited that it's coming out. And I, I just want to say as well, when reading this book myself, because it's in comic form, it's it's very easily digestible. It's not like a statistical manual on everything that goes into asexuality. You have these two characters, one of whom is yourself, the other is is Will, uh, actually discussing back and forth what it means to be asexual and, you know, putting a bit of your own experience in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, I, I definitely really wanted to do that. And, um, it was fun writing the script because I would write, this is how Molly reacts. Will you react however you would react <laughs> several <laughs> times? Or there'd be like, I'd write my scene and I'd be like, here, are t- Will gets two pages to write Will's response, which made it very easy for me because <laughs> I could just be like, I wrote two pages by saying it's Will's turn. It's um, like long form role playing. <laughs> of and then like i'd be like oh here is another confused but well-meaning person that has another question um but it was fun like it was super fun to try and make it flow i had a vague outline of like okay this will flow into this will flow into this but um it was really fun to try and structure it like a conversation so that it made sense and it seems i've been hearing from people that they that's something they really like about it which is very um very nice because because I did work on that. So, um, and Will did such a great job, like Will's background people and like character designs are so good. Um, one of my coworkers, my, I left a copy in a break room. So my coworkers have been reading it. <laughs> and one of my coworkers came up today and was like, there was one where I was like, I know exactly what face that is. That is a face you make all the time. <laughs> I was like, I'll have to tell Will that he perfectly <laughs> captured me. That, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, just moving on real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that I'm very, very excited about or very, very happy about is that this book introduces language and ideas that a lot of um, asexual people themselves who've yet to hear the name, who've yet to discover their own identity, uh, might come to learn and have an aha moment out mm-hmm. of this. Um would you be comfortable sharing your own aha moment when you found out about your asexuality? Yeah. Um, so mine came very late or maybe not that late. I was uh, 25 ish and literally found out, um, by reading Sherlock fan fiction. Um, there was, (laughs) was, all right. Right. That's how I found out my sexuality is I was reading some Sherlock fan fiction and it talked about demisexuality. And I was like this, sounds familiar so i googled it and i did more research and that is how i figured out that i was demisexual so thank you fan fiction writer somewhere in the universe um but i i'm glad that's i'm glad i found it out i I, i'm kind of glad i found it out in a funny way because it's a good story but um that's also why i wanted to make the book so that you know, someone didn't have to wait till they were in their mid twenties and randomly stumbled across something on the internet. Like this is the kind of book I would have wanted when I was say 14, 15. Um, so hopefully um, it's easier for other people to figure out than it was for me. I mean, I'm really hoping that it helps some people to realize that they're not deficient for not feeling a certain feeling. Um, mm-hmm. It's It's so important. Uh, I do want to ask, you know, because we are an LGBTQ plus show, yeah. there's a lot of debate in the community and a phobia out there of people arguing whether 
someone who is asexual or aromantic belongs in the wider queer community. So I thought I'd get your ideas on this. Yeah. So um, I think that ace people definitely belong in the wider queer community. Um, It is a sexual minority, just like everything else. Um, I do know that whether or not ace people feel comfortable putting themselves in that community is a different thing. Um, There's been, unfortunately, um, a lot of aphobia, especially on the internet. Um, Like I say in the book, I've never encountered it in my normal day-to-day life or talking to people. Everyone has always been immensely kind and friendly and helpful um, in my life. But then you do some research for this book and it is um, very depressing sometimes. Mm. So I think that's just a choice everyone makes for themselves if they want to personally identify that way. But I think as a whole, um, asexuals are definitely part of that community, um, just it, in generally. That seems like a wonderful thing to keep in mind that ace people are queer unless you decide that you aren't. And ultimately <laughs> it's, it's up to the, to the person experiencing that. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Molly Muldoon, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. This was great. A quick and easy guide to asexuality is coming out on the 30th of this month, although you can purchase it uh, online electronically a few places. Hit up your local comic book retailer, recommend it to your local school or library, help get the word out. It is such a great resource. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organization, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.